Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voisin, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And as I do on every podcast, I like to thank my listeners because without you from around the world, there would be no Inside Personal Growth. And as you know, we bring you a plethora of authors in many different fields, spirituality, wellness, health, business. And today joining me from Los Angeles is Ariana, a star child. And the new book is called Light Atonement. Good day to you, Ariana. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for having me, Greg. Well, I appreciate having you on Inside Personal Growth. And I'll let my listeners know just a tad bit about you, Ariana. She was born and raised in Tokyo, Japan. She moved to the U.S. at the age of 18 to attend the University of Southern California. It was there that she met her ex-husband, with whom she built a multi-million dollar furniture business from scratch. After a series of revelations through meditation and with help from psychics and healers, Ariana connected with her life's purpose. She quit her position as the president of the furniture company, and with the help of her cosmic family, she became a healer and consultant. Um, She lives in Los Angeles with her two children, and you can visit her at her website, which, by the way, is a gorgeous website. It's www a star child.com and that's a s t a r c h i l d.com well ariana it's a fascinating journey and a fascinating book and i've watched um some of your videos as well on youtube and, and you as a healer and i have a question for you right off the bat you know light atonement is obviously a great name for a book um you have this kind of pentagram star on the front and in many to many people spiritual people the pentagram is has some significant meaning is there significant meaning behind the actual star and pentagram use uh that you have on the front of the book and and the name light atonement um first of all the logo the image of my book came from a healer uh she channels um messages from the other side as well, and she draws the symbols for uh, you know people's logo and energy. And this logo was made to me by her. Uh, she channeled you know her information, and star was just came to her, and star is my lineage. And everything in the small, you know, everything in the symbol has a meaning. It's going to be a long story, so mm-hmm. I will someday maybe write about that as well. Okay, but, well, yeah, but it is. the image carries a message and also energy. Yes. So when you're holding the book, you can probably feel it. Yeah, so. definitely, and it it is a very interesting uh, cover, and uh, it obviously has a lot going on in it, and so. Probably not enough time to tell all that in this particular podcast. Do you know, as I got into your book, Ariana, you really talk a lot about your mother who was a swimming coach. She was your superhero. She made cookies and brownies after you came home from school. She cooked. Mm -hmm. She cleaned. She did all these things. And she was very much a driven woman. And Mm -hmm. uh, she must have had some significant impact on you and the reality is is that right at the end of the first chapter you have people start doing these reflections and one of the first questions was reflect on three of the people who had the most significant difference who were those people for you and why do you have our readers actually delving into looking at people that had significant impact on them well i think it's very important to connect 
and remember to your roots. Because a lot of people, especially I, I find people in America, they're really not connected with their families or appreciate where they come from. But the truth is we learn so much from the people in our lives when we grow up. And I think it's very important uh, that we connect to that because that is kind of like a tree of a root where you need to have a good foundation to be able to really grow and nourish as a big tree and open up. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to delve into that at the beginning of the book. For me, definitely my mother had a, one of the biggest effects. And my grandmother, even though she didn't spoke too much, that I really felt inner strength from her. And the third person would be one of my teachers at school, where she was actually female as well. I mean, I think many female figures for me gave me a lot of impact when I was growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. They are capable. They are loving. Um, I learned so much from them. Well, you know, in the Japanese tradition, which obviously you're very influenced by having been born there and then coming here at 18 years of age and going to school at uh, USC, but you state that you had this kind of conflicting, confusing religious upbringing. You know, your mother was more on the Buddhist side. Your father was more on the Christian side. Um if you look back at that, what were some of the significant influences that each of them brought to you from a spiritual religious side? And did any of that, if you can remember, actually impact your desire to find this purpose and calling as a healer? Okay. Actually, my father was from the Buddhist, but they were from different sects. So, but they really haven't practiced any um, Buddhist religion or, you know, practices growing up. So I didn't see them do anything that I learned anything from them in terms of religion or the, you know, way of life. However, being in Japan, living there through my parents, they are very well connected to the nature. And they're also very connected to the cycle of life and death. I, to me, they're really spiritual, but not religious. So for that, I was very open. When I came to U.S. and I first was introduced to Vipassana Buddhism, everything felt very natural because I was spiritually very open. I wasn't really influenced by religion or didn't learn certain areas. I wasn't grow up with that. So I think that was helpful for me to go into and believe in myself to go through my spiritual journey. But, I, of course, growing up, I really never imagined that I would be channeling or writing a book about spirituality or none of this. So this was very surprise to me. I'll bet. I'll bet. And so was kind of your, you know, you express in the book just kind of the revelations you had in, in moving here and living in a dorm at USC and adjusting to life in America. And then you fell in love with Tim, who became your mm-hmm. partner. Uh, both as a business partner and obviously building a family. You started this furniture company and you became quite successful and you had two children. But both of you grew apart in this process. Um, Obviously, the stresses of raising children, um, the stresses of living potentially in the United States and, and growing a business. But importantly, what you mention in the book is just kind of his attitude, how how it changed and his ability to kind of cope. But you were introduced along the way 
to a person by the name of Peggy. She seems to be one of the first people um, with the Hoffman process that had some really what I, it seems to be significant influence. What happened to you when you started this Hoffman process and what was the significant impacts that, that Peggy had as a therapist? Well, Peggy saw right away that my heart was shut down and I wasn't connected to my emotions, which was true, which I didn't know, of course. So I jumped into Hoffman Institute as soon as I started my first therapy. And through at that uh, institute, at that retreat, I connected. I was connected to my emotions. And for that, I'm just ever grateful. Um, also, what I learned at the institute was I learned the true meaning of forgiveness and also unconditional love. That. I learned for the first time truly to love myself and others. And that had a very big impact of really starting onto my spiritual journey from there. Mm-hmm. And so this Hoffman process, you would say, or the Hoffman Institute, was kind of a turning point for you. It's a point where you opened totally. up for total self-forgiveness of yourself and your husband um, at that time, and it was significant. You then traveled down here to San Diego. I'm from San Diego, and all my listeners know. And you met with Kathy, who is a fellow Chandler. And she channeled this lady called Lady Ashtar. Um, and during this session, you had a significant epiphany. What happened during this session with uh, with Lady Astar? Because, you know, you now have become a channeler um, in your own right, and obviously meeting a channeler like this um, had to have had some significant influence on you. Well, I was skeptical. I mean, I have never seen a psychic before, so I was like, well, you know what, I'll just try it anyway, but how can she know anything about my life? I walked in there, oh my gosh, she has explained so much about my my children, who they are, um, how my husband is like, and and what I was thinking, that she was like, you are thinking about divorce, aren't you? And I'm like, oh my God, how do you know that? I mean, it was really incredible. She saw my furniture business. I mean, she only thing she knew was my name. And she went on and on and tell me about what she sees and what she suggests. And then my uncle, my deceased uncle, came in and wanted to talk. And he came and spoke. And I knew it was him. And it was just I was changed person after that. I mean, I was so appreciative of people who have a gift that who can share with others so they can make next steps. And that was really for me to be ready to step forward to my new direction in life. Mm -hmm. Well, you talk about this book as a book or a journey to assist our listeners in finding their purpose. And obviously, you explain your journey. We all have our own unique journeys as it relates to exploring, designing, and living our purpose. Um, And along the way, you have had just a plethora of experiences with spiritual journeys, you know, meeting healers of all types, crystals, everything that goes on with you. Of all the people that you met, who probably had the most impact on this spiritual evolution and helping guide you toward becoming the channeler you are and living your life purpose? I say uh, two people came to my mind. 
One is Mako, that which is explained. She's explained in my like atomic book. Well, um, she was my first teacher, and I still you know work with her sometimes. She was my first teacher for multidimensional work, where she takes people's energy or soul uh, to different dimension and do healing work there and bring the body back, body uh, bringing the soul back to the human body. What she does is. Since she does the work on different dimensions, coming back to the body, I mean, the how work is like our working with her is like doing a year work of um, you know, healing work on this earth. So for that, without having her in my life, my journey would have taken much, much longer. So, the, so she gave me a lot of work um, energetically, and she helped me open up and really I uh, work on my energy chakras and um, I couldn't have done this without her. And another person who made a huge difference was Kyle Matthews. Mm-hmm. He is my mentor friend. Um, he speaks with his um, guardian angels. He's has amazing abilities that which I don't see anyone else does that on this earth. Um, he has also um, really saw me as who I am at the very beginning and took me Every step of the way, just guiding me and just believing in me that I could do this. And the road was difficult, very, very long and difficult for me. And I, I was planning to quit many, many times. And every time he was there for me and said, look, this is what you can do and you can do this. And, and that, that I'm just ever grateful for him. Well, and in this process along the way, you develop this uh, ability to um, go to this other dimension. You call it the seventh dimension. Um, to explain to the listeners what the seventh dimension is and what is it that happens to you, because I've watched the videos, and if one was to watch the videos at first, they might go, oh, man, you know, this is gibberish, right? Because they look at it and they see you almost like speaking in tongue, Um, You're obviously very unique because I've seen other channelers and they don't quite work the same way you do. What is it that happens to you when you transport yourself to the seventh dimension and get in touch with these souls from that are basically speaking to us from the afterlife? Mm -hmm. Actually, I do not transform myself to the seventh dimensions, but my family, my star family lives inside of my body. So they speak through me when I channel, and they are from the seventh dimension. So seventh dimension is where it is the last dimension where people have still have individuality, physical forms. But of course, they can transform into anything they wish. I mean, everything is in the light and light frequencies over there. Um, so when I channel, I speak their language, which is, I call it light language because the language I speak carries energies, light, and frequencies. So people are going to feel it in their entire body and aura instead of just through the ear. So um, that's why um, that's my language is very different than anything you hear on the earth. And what, sense, what sense do you get after you've done this channeling, Ariana, uh, that... You know, is there something that happens to your body, to your physical being? Um, Do you just come out of this and have the ability to kind of speak to people? Or does Kyle have to be there to do the interpretation because no one else would understand? 
But Kyle needs to do the translation at this moment, and I was told that even though I would have a sense of what they're talking about, I would actually never really 100% understand what I'm talking about because for a human brain, just to be able to transmit this message is more than its capacity. So if I tried to understand and translate at the same time, I wouldn't be able to do the all three together. Mm-hmm. So I am here to transmit and trans, you know, just bring the messages from different dimensions. That's what I'm going to do. And when I do channel, I feel very whole and just full and connected. That's what I feel. So, interesting, you speak about your children during your book, and I'm going to switch gears for a second. And obviously, most of my listeners know what an indigo child is, but you obviously have a child who's an indigo child. You talk about going up to Mount Shasta and meeting this uh, spiritual healer. And if you would, speak to the audience as to what happened on the trip. What got you closer to realizing this calling? Because your book is at one about you. It's about your journey. It's about finding your purpose and your passion in life. And obviously your passion is this. It's really channeling. It's being a healer and helping people find their path, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, tell us what epiphanies you had up there. And as your children have grown older here, what have you seen um, within the indigo children? Well, let's see. The indigo children, um, they came to us remembering parts of who they are, where they come from, or their past. As for my son, he from he from the birth, he could see people's aura, the spirits in his naked eyes, the people who passed away, all the stuff. So when we went to Manchester, uh, this was about four years ago, we sat and we worked with a healer, and they, uh, my healer told us just to connect with your higher self and just find out what he's talking about, what she's talking about. And my son just connected to higher self in like three minutes and said, oh, my higher self said this and this and this. And so I was like, wow, these indigo children are the leaders of the future because they are connected. They don't have to go through what we have to go through for 30 years of spiritual work to get to, you know, just clear the energy to be able to connect to the things that we cannot see. But so that uh, was a surprise. And also I was very happy to see that. But at the Manchester, this trip, I got connected with my cosmic family for the first time when I was meditating. I went through the ocean and went into their spaceship. And there they showed up and said, I'm your family. And I was expecting I'm going to channel somehow or sometime in the future because many of the healers have told me that. I was really never expected I'll be channeling the aliens or, you know, just something out of just this earth or this world and... So it was, to me, I didn't know the true meaning of what it meant, but I knew what they were saying was true because I felt it in my heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if, for the listeners out there, Ariana, what would you tell the ones that have had no experience with a channeler and are listening to this podcast and they're quite suspect of not only the channeling, but mm-hmm. your ability um, to basically make this transformation and speak in, I'm going to use this loosely, kind of this tongue that you just did a few minutes ago. Um, what would you tell them? Because there's obviously plenty of people that are are going to be quite suspect of this. Agreed? 
Correct. I agree. So channeling is part of what I do, but that's not all of what I do. And I'm here to bring messages. I'm, bring, I'm here to bring a message of love and hope and truth. And they don't have to believe in that side of the what side of my work if that's they you know don't, they cannot relate to. Like I do my teachings in English. My book, you know, of course, none of the you know the star language or light language is in my book. Um, I write blogs every week on my website where I teach or actually I share my knowledge of how to be free. Like each week, I pick different topic and write about. Um, you know, just to say this week, my topic is about living in the moment. So I usually put a little exercise or, you know, how things to do. Um, what I'm trying to say is I'm here to reach to anyone on this earth who, who may not be on the spiritual path or who doesn't believe in channel, which is totally fine and which is totally adjust, you know, okay with me, that I want to teach them or I want to let them know how to move to the next step, how to, how to understand the normal people, for normal people, that, like a really hard concept of spirituality. I want to make that into everyday language. So when people read my blog or read my book, they will feel it and they will know how to do, how to live. So yeah, that's my purpose. And I have to admit, the, the book is well-written. It's well-written about your journey and providing the listeners, by the way, with uh, exercises and reflections at the end of each chapter. Um, and again, this is Ariana's journey, but uh, along the way, it reads as if you're learning, you're becoming part of it. And that takes me to this this issue of the star family. Do each of us who maybe were not as enlightened as you, or we haven't had that opening up yet, do we all have a star family? No. They said very few people have a lineage from star, stars. That, you know, again, as I say in my book, being able to channel and have a star lineage is not anything, it's not better or worse than people who don't. We just have different paths and different reasons why we are here. And mm-hmm. mine happen to be bringing messages from the stars. And so you are bringing this messages, message from the stars with what you call this light language. Um, and obviously this light language, as we just heard a, a few minutes, is it's, it's totally different than anyone would, you know, even conceive. And you're saying you can't interpret it, only Kyle can interpret it. Why is it that you believe that you, who are the channeler, don't have the ability to interpret your own connection to the language? Well, as I said earlier, um, the human body and human brain has limitation. What they explained to me was the amount of information I'm connected to, that I have universal knowledge, connection to all the universal knowledge. That's way more than even any human can even connect to. So to, for them, it said it's my own protection that I won't be able to translate because I already have limitation. I mean, I have, I've reached way beyond the limitation of what human can do in terms of connecting to all those, any information which is available in the universe. But at the same time, I have a very logical and, you know, I'm very well-educated. I'm a very logical person. So if I try to understand what I'm saying, I would hesitate 
or won't be able to truthful. I won't be authentically translate what I'm saying because sometimes what I say is really not. I just out of this this world, out of question. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's very. Um, it, it takes certain skills. Like for Kyle, he can just say it because he would just translating what I'm saying. But if I had to think about what I'm saying and just make sure if it's the right answer, if I start thinking, I'm gonna second guess what I'm saying and not be true channel. Mm -hmm. That that was how it was explained to me by my staff family. So what makes you believe, uh, so they at some point spoke to you clearly Mm -hmm. about that, but then stopped speaking with you about um, how to interpret and 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 Kyle obviously is just you know the only person you've found so far. Um, Actually, to... I do know that my son can translate, and I do know a couple of others, but okay. I haven't tried because they have already told me he could. But again, my son is still seventeen, and you know he would have a choice in the future to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a, any understanding belief? Um, concern about how Kyle translates? Are you totally saying that whatever he translates is truth, or do you ever step in when he's translating and say there's something different? I wouldn't. I hundred percent trust Kyle because he has been on this path for many, many years, and he has been talking to his angel and other beings from other dimensions for a very long time, even you know before I started my spiritual journey. So I 100% trust him, but also at the same time, they have told me that once I'm coming out, like now I'm coming out, there are a few others who has lineage from my side of the planet, and they will come come to me, and they will be able to translate exactly the same thing. Mm. So I'm not concerned about that. So one of the things is, is I, you know, Kyle is obviously a big, important aspect of what the work is you do. Are the two of you connected on any other planes and have you found or is Kyle a soulmate of yours? Um, yes. I mean, he's, you know, I have many soulmates and he's definitely one of them. And we have worked in the past. Um, I, they, I have seen my past lives in different ways and, you know, he was there in some of them and we have worked in the past. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, if if you don't mind me, you know, asking, you obviously you have a son who is an indigo child who can translate this, Kyle who can translate this. Um, how is it that you, when somebody does a wants to come in for a consultation, mm-hmm. and wants to hear um, you, what is what's the process here? What actually happens? Do you do this all by phone? Do they come see you in person? Um, how do you make that happen? Most people prefer to come in, which I can do either, you know, just in-person uh, consultation or we can do this through Skype or we can do this over the phone. But people prefer to come in because I think there is a power in being in the same room and just hearing the language in, in their body. I think it, it, it creates more of spectacular, uh, spectacular space for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am open. I mean, I do business consultations for corporations, do work on personal I'm here to, you know, just bring whatever is highest for the people so they can, in return, make a difference. So, Ariana, how would people find out more? They obviously can go to your beautiful website. 
Um, you have uh, videos up there. You've got consultations. You've got a lounge, appearances. Is there anything you want to tell our audience about um, how they might best get involved with you other than to just go to the website and um, contact you that way and or go out on YouTube and listen to some of the videos? Well, I think the best way is, of course, you go to the website and astarchild.com and, you know, just really go through what, what interests people have or you have. You're attracted to, I'm sure, different parts, and that's what, you know, your heart needs to go. But at the same time, I would really encourage people to read Light Atonement because this book was written so that everybody, every reader will get different message. Whatever that reader needs, they will receive the message. So, you know, you don't have to go to, say, you go to different things. I mean, you can just be at home, read this book, and learn what you need to learn. And if you have questions, you can contact me. There is an email address there. You can ask me questions. Um, I think that will be the, the way. And then I do also, like, sell crystals, program crystals, where people can, you know, just do the work at home as well. So if they are not living in my area, they can do that from where you are at. And, and again, I write my blog each week that you know, I'm reaching out to people who are ready to listen, who are ready to take a next step. I'm here to help and bring messages. Well, so for my listeners, the book is Light Atonement, and we've been with we've been on with Ariana, a star child. You can reach Ariana at astarchild.com. Um, you can go to Amazon. We'll have a link to Amazon to be able to purchase the book as well. There's also an audiobook format that you can get, and obviously an ebook format of Light Atonement. Ariana, it's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth and talking a little bit about your own personal journey and how you found yourself into your own personal purpose, which that is a spiritual healer through channeling. Thanks for being on Inside Personal Growth and spending a few minutes with our uh, listeners. Thank you so much, Greg.